Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63 HP podcast where we uh, review a couple of the really cool shows uh, on streaming channels, movies, uh, and like uh, give our opinions and see whether you should watch it and provide you context when you should watch it too. I'm alongside two of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start with the guy with the pink headset, Chubax. Hi, I'm Chubax. Welcome to our show. I uh, hope you're having fun. Uh, you can call me Big Daddy. We always call him Chubax. Our other bestest best friends uh, in the show as well is RJ. Hello, everyone. Uh, sending love all the way from the Philippines. A uh, little housekeeping before we start. Our channel is on the YouTube. So if you want to watch along, uh, you can search plus six three HP on that search bar in YouTube or launch it from your browser. Just type in bit.ly slash plus six three HP. Uh, we are on Twitter as well. You can interact with all the bro chat shows. Just follow at plus six three HP. It's also our handle on Instagram. So we'll be posting thumbnails and clips there as well. Uh, if you don't want to see us, uh, you can listen to us uh, uh, over your podcast app of choice. We are now on every single podcasting platform that you can think of from uh, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, everywhere. So just search plus six or HP there. Um, next week, uh, we are going to continue on discussing the shows that we've been discussing week on week the past couple of weeks. That's a lot of weeks in a sentence, but uh, yeah. we are still going to continue discussing Hawkeye, The Wheel of Time, uh, but currently in the docket, uh, a movie on Netflix that we'll be discussing on next week ep- next week's episode is 14 Peaks, uh, Nothing is Impossible. That's about a, um, uh, uh, a Nepalese uh uh, mountaineering person uh, that uh, scaled 14 of the 8,000 meter high or, mountains. Or is attempting to. Uh, or is attempting uh, we to. We haven't seen the ending. So. Yeah, to, to scale the, uh, you know, the, you know, 14 of the highest peaks in the world. Housekeeping done. This week, again, I'm very, very excited to continue the discussion in, uh, of, of two of a very, very cool series that is coming out week on week. Hawkeye on Disney Plus, uh, Wheel of Time on uh, Prime Video. Um, uh, with two new additions special for this week, we're going to discuss Venom, Let There Be Carnage, now that it is on video on demand. See if it's a movie for you. Should you rent or buy or steal it from wherever and watch it with your friends and family? And we're going to close out the episode by discussing fairly interesting uh, take on kind of uh, religious, spiritual, uh, heaven Cold and hell push. discussions around uh, <laughs> uh, Hellbound, uh, which is a Korean uh, series out on Netflix. So, right, we're just gonna dive in because we have a lot of stuff to discuss for this week. Episode, we're gonna start with uh, you know, a light, fun series, Hawkeye. Um, you know, it's this, uh, it's a holiday themed action adventure set in the MCU. Uh, episode three is entitled Echoes, directed by Bert and Birdie, written by Kathy Matheson and Tanner Bean, released on the 1st of December, so just last Wednesday. Uh, overall, um, uh, plot and synopsis of this episode is. We start with uh, Kate Bishop and uh, Hawkeye, Clint Barton, 
trying to escape from being caught by the tracksuit mafia. They finally meet uh, the leader of this particular group, um, Echo, which is very interestingly the first uh, deaf and mute, uh, but also a paraplegic uh, um, yes. character in the MCU. So that's you know super badass. I, she's she's a strong female, uh, and the episode kind of showed that she had uh, uh, skills much like the Taskmaster, where. Uh, when she can, you know, copy whatever that she sees, uh, move wise. So, um, uh, and yeah, so just like, just like, uh, much like Taskmaster, but she is deaf, she is mute, she has one prosthetic leg, and she's still kicking everybody's ass and leading this group of fairly humorous, but yeah, um, still menacing <laughs> uh, tracksuit mafia gangsters. I love that. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, uh, eventually, uh, um, lots of action ensues. I think this is one of the more uh, adventurous uh, uh, um, set pieces that we've had in the series so far because you have a very cool tracking shot of a uh, a, a car chase. We have lots of trick arrows. Uh, we have lots of ways to combining said trick arrows to. Uh, elude or defeat uh, certain enemies, and then we end up um, uh, back in uh, uh, you know Kate's mom's home, so she can research more about the uh, the people and the names that you heard about in the tracksuit mafia and see uh, how they can further uh, distance themselves from uh, the the suit which is Ronin, uh, the Ronin suit, which is why the the tracksuit mafia and Echo is trying to capture and kill everybody uh, that is associated with uh, the Ronin character. Cool. All right. That's the general synopsis. We're going to go dive deep into it. At your box, what do you think about the... Uh, what did you think about the episode this week? I loved it. it. This one picked up a lot from the LARPers episode last week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it, it's everything I want. The, it, there's Christmassy. There's the action. The payoffs are good. Like, Maya Lopez, my God. She's really... The actors... Mm-hmm. Alako Cox is really deaf. And she, yeah. Oh, is she? Okay, I didn't yeah, know so that. Like, uh, my God, I mean, how can you... Just those... The intro scenes with her, how can you not sympathize with her already? And then she's just mm-hmm. badass. She's leading everybody. Um, The payoff of waiting for Clint to uh, use his arrows, bow and arrows till episode mm-hmm. three. What a payoff. It's just... You see how he... How how amazing he's already amazing like without it but then when once you give it it's like game over and he he's badass i like the chemistry with with kate is really phenomenal and he, the little things like uh him complimenting her with the, you know with the with their skill mm-hmm. and the bow is really good um the trick arrows were even better than i expected <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Even me, I was. I had the same reaction. Like a plunger arrow. Why? <laughs> and then, the, the, <laughs> the, the, cat, cat kind of guessed it, so I was like surprised. And then uh, I loved the how she immediately connected with Hawkeye with the hearing aid. That was a great touch. Uh, what else did I like? Um, you mean with with uh, Echo, right? Yeah, yeah. You know when she saw him, and uh, I was surprised. You're better that, off without it. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of surprised that nobody's picking up that he's Ronin. 
<laughs> I know. I guess maybe if you're a superhero, you know, it 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 kind of it's hard to, in their world, it's hard to unify those that you're a, a killing killing machine. Yeah, I but also I, like his, his the Ronin suit is fairly covered, yeah. and he killed mm. pretty much everybody. So there wasn't anybody to report back, even that, that little slit of eye. That that looks like uh, yeah. Clint Barton's eye. So that that's what my justification why people don't know who Ronin I, is. I thought well, during, during, I think there's more than uh, that. I mean, you're already playing as Hawkeye. People know you as Hawkeye. It's like it's already why have another identity. Yeah, why have another um, pseudonym or why have another superhero ish character? And I guess those so. were dark times during the you know the blip. So I everybody mm-hmm. was fucked up then. And then uh I I love it's the little things that I love. It's like uh the one thing that Hawkeye has really is like grounded, you know, like in the other series, like there was some emotional stuff, but it was more personal, personal stakes. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. he has a family that scene in the mm-hmm. in the kitchen with him just yep. talking to his sons, like, I'll be home and then they it's okay, Dad, you don't have to be home. Mm-hmm. Like and then he's always icing up, like, because <laughs> the shit hurts, you know? So, it's amazing. I just hate the ending because I thought it was going to, like, it was going to go on. I didn't know that I was at the end of the episode. So, I was like, oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. bitch, like, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's so good. Uh, I love that it's so Christmassy and holiday, a little light and action. And uh, what else? Uh, the Pim Arrow was amazing. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, dude, the Pim Arrow. Yeah, so that's that's it for me. Um, I love the tracksuit mafia as well. I can't wait to see where they go with the with the Echo Maya Lopez. So, uh, next uh, RJ. RJ, what do you think about the episode? I liked it. Uh, I agree with Chabax. I like this episode better than the one with the Larpers. Um, I felt like it was the Larper episode was just a bit. I don't know. Uh, forced. Yeah. Yeah, filler. Whereas this one made a lot of sense. Um, you learned a little bit more about who they're really up against because in the previous first two episodes, your enemies were mostly, um, yes, the tracksuit mafia, um, um, typically Russian accents who are in a way very, very funny, which is why I, I, I actually liked it. Um, I like their... Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. Yeah. And, and and what I liked about this particular episode was when was when uh, uh, he was talking to Clint was talking to Kate in a I guess it was a coffee shop or, or a, a basic or diner yeah. and she was really saying you know what your issue is your issue is your branding, branding. see right <laughs> and she starts scribbling on a piece of tissue or paper and you get to see. Um, what Hawkeye looked looks like classic the Hawkeye, the classic Hawkeye with the they could have with, made her the hawk a little wings and the artist. H on the forehead, right? H Pretty awesome. For I mean, they, they could have made her a little better artist, but then again, she she already has <laughs> yeah, everything. She's hot. It, it, she's pretty. Yes. Uh, she's tall. She's talented. Rich, yeah. she's, like she knows Fencing, martial, martial arts, arts <laughs> archery. Mm. So I I like that touch that they they didn't give her a, a comic book. Uh, usually they do do that, right? Like. It started with like Peter Parker, Spider Man. His his drawing is from an artist from uh, Marvel. So that was funny. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, overall, I it's it's a good see uh, series to watch uh, so far. Especially coming into the holidays, uh, you get to see um, Clint Barton's desire to 
end this quickly. Let me, you know, just stay here. Let me end this quickly. I got to go back and celebrate Christmas with my family. They've already started building the gingerbread houses without me, you know, stuff like that. But I also applaud that the family super appreciates, um, they, they, they understand and they appreciate him as Hawkeye. So they know that uh, he's not going to be here because he's, mm-hmm. you know, busy saving yeah, the world. They're very sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. It's, you, uh, yeah, it, the, so again, we're we're all in the same boat. Uh, I think this is the best episode so far for two major reasons. The first one is a lot of action, a lot of action in this uh, mm-hmm. episode. There's like the 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 the, the fight scene in uh, in the, the in the toy place in the headquarters of the tracksuit mafia. There is the chase scene too, and then uh, you know you t- you get to slow down with a little bit of time with. Um, uh, Hawkeye's family with Kate transcribing the phone call and then um, you know allusions of of uh, like perceived weakness of 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 Clint with him losing his hearing and then using it to his advantage from the enemy itself himself uh, herself um, uh, echo uh, the 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 second layer why I love this episode so much because there's a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of callbacks and even if even without researching other like the the new rock stars the the um you know the emergency awesome without even without <coughs> watching those you could really see that there's so many uh call they, they callbacks like they they dropped um black widow there um they clarify that uh you know uh clint is hard of hearing not deaf that's why he only has a basic asl and so, yeah, what does that how... mean? He can't hear on one side, right? And then some hearing on the left that can be enhanced with the yes, the thing. Because once it's gone, yes. he's almost mm-hmm. like he could totally hear, deaf. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, he is l- still losing his hearing. Like you, you can see that he, you know, mm-hmm. he, when he turns off the 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 hearing aid, <laughs> like, it's still totally muffled. Nothing. So yeah. which is kind of cool. So I love. Oh, yeah, I, not totally uh, nothing. Sorry. The the pim arrow is kind of essentially a. You know, a nod that H- Hank Pym is working with back with the Avengers or whomever this group is managing the Avengers now because, you know, it, that wasn't there before, right? Yeah. So it was a callback to the um, the fight in uh, Civil War where, uh, 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 what do you the, call this? God. No, and well, that's one where he, uh, that's in... Yeah, in Civil War, Civil he, War. he 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 Got made the uh, uh, Ant Man into an arrow, but also when uh, Ant Man threw the shrank a a uh, a fuel truck, and then he threw the giant thing on the fuel truck, and the fuel truck uh, blew up and then oh, oh like expanded and so lots of callbacks. <laughs> yeah. um, but the the. It's all of the again the 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 car the car scene was great the comedy with the trick arrows was great um, the Easter eggs about the 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 costume is great in the diner um, but also the the um, uh, the thing that I, I got excited the most was when give when when this episode started and they started providing the backstory of of Echo uh, about. You know, uh, 
she, you know, it's an inspirational story that, you know, people can over, people overcome some phys- physical deficiencies. I cannot talk this more. Um, physical deficiencies. Um, it can also be their superpower. So that's kind of great. Like she could never go to a deaf school. So she had to just, you know, make do Wing in it. a regular yeah, school. No, I think right? that scene, that first school scene, I don't think the teacher knew she was deaf. That's true. Like she was, That's she was true. just getting by because of her reading lips and skills. Yeah, it's, maybe it's just like either, either way. I, like I, if if she didn't, if the teacher didn't know that she was deaf, that would have been cooler. But even if she did, and they can't do anything about her, that's another thing. Because like she was very impressed. Like even for a regular kid, she was very smart. I think she could. I think they didn't know because remember when she was the teacher was talking and she couldn't read everything. Because if the teacher knew that she was reading lips, she'd probably try an effort to at least slow down a little bit or, you know. You know how normal people are, like, especially teachers, they would adjust immediately. Or even maybe overly adjust to somebody in need, Mm. you know, or disability. But but she was just, I love that small touch. Just like, she wasn't catching every other word. And she's just using context clues, but she's able to answer everything. Answer it, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know... One thing is like they're trying to provide you with an antagonist that is worth your time because the best antagonists are the ones that you can also understand their side. So that's mm-hmm. one. But also, mm-hmm. this is a backdoor pilot because Echo will have her own uh, yeah. Disney Plus show. So that's Hopefully good content. Yeah. Right. Um, but the thing that um, you know everybody on the interrupts is talking about about this episode is the quote unquote uncle because yes. we kind of allude to that the reason why. Uh, Echo hates Ronan because Ronan killed killed her uncle. Her, 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 right. her father. Dad, her, her father. Oh, is it? Fa- I and, thought it was uncle. Yeah, killed okay. her father because her father was working for the said uncle. uncle. And I don't oh. think it's a real uncle. It's more like what yeah, they it's call just like a term. the boss of the tracksuit mafia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and everybody seems to have you know seems to believe that it's already a foregone conclusion that the, that said uncle is kingpin. So that's kind of great. And Kingpin might have bought the Avengers Tower. So that that this big bad might be the one that um will uh you know uh we'll see in the next few episodes. So that's nice. That's why I really there's so many layers to this episode that you know you're you're building a world in a very, very grounded way, but also the stakes are very, very high. Like, you know, we, we people say that it's you know people have been stealing stuff from the Avengers compound because of either the blip or the attack on the Avengers compound. They got the Ronin suit. What else could they have gotten? And they're looking for the watch. The the watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the, that's the main thing. Yeah. Maybe the watch is simply just, um, a key uh, Tony Stark's, uh, um, suit. Like, part of the technology of Tony Stark suit maybe that's basic everybody seems to think that it's also part of Kang like it is a one small tool that kind of will, will make uh, Kang in year 3000 develop time machines whatever but again those those are cool stuff you're building the world around and raising the stakes so I'm, I'm very excited about uh, the next and package around good action and, and we haven't even yeah. seen we haven't even seen Yelena Yelena Belova, it's like, you know, yeah. the, the trailer for the next episode, there's like a, a ninja person with like, uh, you know, covered up that, you know, it might be her. But either way, it's like the, the show is super fun. You know, it's not 
super complex you know i i love the 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 black widow callbacks um like really making sure like yeah black widow did kill ronan by saving clint you know that's right back clint so i i even um, love the uh, he didn't get the challenger <laughs> and i'm not gonna i'm not a total challenger and still gets totaled anyway and oh and uh, the usb arrow Yeah, that was a funny, funny. Also. That was a super <laughs> funny bit. I, I went was like a USB arrow, and I thought it would be like they'll see a a, a laptop somewhere, or whatever. No, that was just like literally no. It's like I'm gonna shoot you with a I USB. Think arrow. That would have still hurt though. <laughs> yeah, like, no, but it literally bounced off the guy. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. It, there's <laughs> still velocity. A, there's still an arrow behind it. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's yeah. true. Um, there still should be a force. I guess he wasn't trying yeah, to kill him anyway. So, yeah. And before we move on, it's like I also like the idea that Kazi, right? In the in the comic books, Kazi the clown is is kind of like essentially the the one of the top dogs in the tracksuit mafia. I like that, you know, he seems more more than just a thug, more than yeah. just like a hired gun. Like, like he cares he signs, about Echo. Yeah. He cares about Echo. He understands Uncle, he understands the politics. So he has the eye on the prize. Like, you know, the prize is get the watch, get the fucking watch and and um leave, not kill Clint Barton. So it's uh yeah. if it's Kingpin okay. though, how do you get any better than Vincent D'Onofrio? Unless it's him. It is. I mean uh, it might be Vincent D'Onofrio. Then ah uh, fucking all in, baby. Yeah, I'm yeah, all in. Good. I mean, they they're making good decisions about. Again, this is not a, this is not a top tier show. This is not something that you will I will ache to watch week on week, but it is one of those like super solid sit down middle of your week. You know, watch a quick. That's probably I hate these quick episodes, but um, you know, fine. It's good content for us. Right. Yep. Last thoughts before we move to uh, uh the next episode. Uh, I I'm good. I said, oh, I, I'm just excited for next week. Same here. It, the wait um, actually is is quite difficult for a lot of what we're actually watching. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I I think we got. I personally got spoiled in watching shows in in one go at mm-hmm. one go because you normally when it comes out on streaming, it's you have season one and then you have at least 10 episodes to get you by. Now it's releasing week upon week, and you're just like, oh man! So yeah, I'm excited. When when yeah. does it normally come out? Wednesday. Uh, Wednesdays. Wednesdays. So okay. It's so Wednesdays, Wednesdays midnight Pacific time, so that's 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So supposedly like 3 p.m. Um, Philippine time. All right. All right. Yeah. I watch it every Friday because the kid, so that kids can you know spend time with it. It's our it's our nice. Friday Friday show. Well, uh, that is Hawkeye. We'll be back next week for episode four. Hopefully, um, a couple of the Easter eggs that were alluded to this week and the previous weeks will bear fruit. Like uh, getting very excited about this blue streak of electricity in the trailer that I saw. I don't know if that's a you know maybe not not an electro but maybe. Um, one of the Stark tech or Black Widow tech that has been co-opted by Uncle, right? <laughs> uh, so it's going to be fun. Um, before the next series that we're going to talk about, Wheel of Time, I'm going to pass the baton to Chabox to give us a little bit of a plot 
synopsis of what uh, he remembers about uh, episode five of Wheel of Time, which is entitled. Oh, what's that? Uh, Blood to... Cold Blood. Blood. Yeah. Okay. So basically, we moved this setting to Tarvala. How do they, how do you pronounce it? I, I keep sticking to my original pronunciations and I was really Yeah. Remember. So in, in that's the other thing, too. It's it's interesting that they, they are pronouncing it Tarvalon, but in the Tarvalon. audiobooks, Audio, it's, it's Tarvalon. Tar- yeah, I know. So right. every basically. The, all, most of the groups find themselves in Tarval on this episode, except for Egwene and and uh, Perrin. So, anyways, let's start with Moraine. Moraine and the other Aes Sedai head back to Tarvalon with their, um, and they basically hold the wake or funeral for the fallen ones. We focus on mm. Stepin, the warder who whose Aes Sedai died last episode, and how it just breaks. Karini. Yeah, breaks the warder when when oh. they're. When their eyes died, died. I think they did say that their their bond is greater than husbands and wives, right? Husband and mm. wife better than yep. mm. mothers and daughters, sons. So it's really you, you can see how broken he is and like how, how empty his life became. And they were trying to push him to become a warder of Alana. And he basically he he faked it. He said he would, and then you know something happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And then. Rand and Matt end up in Tarvalon as well, but uh, hiding in an inn. And Matt's getting worse. He's uh, doing his Gollum-esque uh, approach. Mm-hmm. And just getting, you know, uh, very temperamental and sick. And Rand is just trying to get by. Uh, they see they see the, the false dragon Loghain being brought in. And they meet uh, another member of uh, the future... Uh, spoiler yep. feature part remember loyal loyal uh, yeah i oh I, the ogier the ogier yeah. the ogier and then uh Nineveh's also like uh, going through her where everybody's expecting great things for her already pressure and her life she's trying to hold on to her old life and everybody's expecting her to be a novice because of the power she she showed last episode and then she she was able to find Rand, which surprised me. But <laughs> we'll get to that later. And then Egwene mm-hmm. and Perrin were captured by uh, the Children of the Light and the White Cloaks. Yeah, and then then they were able to escape. Uh, I'm trying to you know skirt along spoilers so that you can still be surprised. But that was basically the episode. And then um, something unfortunate happens, and then we have a emotional ending. And that's uh, episode five, or just three more episodes for season one. I hope it's oh, also wow. the end of the end of the book, also. And so, that was the recap. Uh, let's start with uh, Jong. What did you think? So I I'm very impressed with the series. Like uh, I uh, I've uh, consistently uh, the past five episodes they've done a lot of culling of the material like they skipped a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. but i was a big fan of it for pacing this for me is one of the weaker episodes only because they're tackling more of the you know a a lot of a lot of the episodes is about uh um politics and relationships Mm -hmm. like there's not a lot of action here right so let's start with um you know, uh, you start with the least touched upon, like in uh, when uh, Moraine 
Lan and Egwene get to the tower, Egwene was hid because of oh sorry, uh, Nynaeve was 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 being hidden because they uh, like Moraine and Lan did not want uh, Egwene to be fought swept over politics or influenced by Influence. influence and the thing with the influence is it might kind of uh, not maximize her true strength, like right? you know you you know because you know she is. Uh, there's a little bit of conversation about the the immense power that she saw was oh immense power. Oh, that's good. That is raw power. Let's put put her into green to be the fighting Aja. Uh, but you know the red will be like oh, but she doesn't like author. She doesn't like author or they. She doesn't like rule breakers. She she might she we feel that she will be better mm-hmm. if everybody follows her rules. So she put her on the red Aja. But he healed everybody. So let's put her on the yellow Aja. So yellow. that's yeah. Right. So I I I appreciated that fact. Um, but then again, it's uh, it's a lot about something that it's still it's you know, five episodes in, not a lot of people are super into the nuances of the houses yet. Uh, we haven't Colors. even seen the Amarillin seat yet, too. So it's kind of um, um, it's just touching upon the the levels that there is also um, conflicts within the organizations that we're supposed to be fighting for everybody else or protecting everybody else. Um, the next one is also uh, like Lan and Matt getting to. I'm gonna say Tarvalin because that's yeah, a, that's, know, that's always been like the book, really? right? So the uh, or in, in my audiobook, but you know, getting to Tarvalin, they did not go directly to the White Tower because, again, you know, Rand was thinking like, hey, what will happen to us, particularly Matt, if they realize that you, I, you know he's you channeling, are as people trustworthy, right? So that's another kind of like level that was touched upon there that I really really like. Um, a lot of a lot of connections between again th- this episode. Those were like two minor <laughs> storylines in the episode. Most of the storyline was uh, telling about the the warder and Isidai connection, and then we kind of get a little bit more context that greens can have more than one. The bond is extremely strong. It's How Isidai like more than one. Yeah, so and then oh, the yeah, reds they want don't like yeah. and then the reds don't don't have want even one. Well want even one. So I things are getting clarified. And then like what you mentioned, the bond is extremely strong. That um the the thing that I will um touch upon that it's not necessarily a, a spoiler, but because we talked about it in other reviews, is we were talking in, in the previous episode when they gentled Logan. Uh, the false mm-hmm. dragon. Did we did mention about that? How empty you'd be once you've touched the source, the source of the power, and it's been taken away from you. Like your life is no longer a life worth living, and that's kind of what it is equivalent towards the the warders. It's their bond with their um, with their Isidai. Like the Isidai when they find and bind with a particular warder it's not because of not just because of their skill there's something about them that will be kind of connected with them forever so uh step in was just a you know he lost his dad he was just a drunk fighting people 
then eventually fought Kareni, and then Kareni kind of like saw the potential in him. And ever since he was trying to be um, worthy of her presence. And that's kind of like, that's even better than raw talent. Cause like raw talent is cool, but you know, there's a, a, a limit if you don't have that person that you can, can keep on growing with you. So that's cool as well. And then lastly, um, when uh, Egwene and Perrin um, got uh, captured by the White Cloaks, and then the tests on, like, on how to figure out um, uh, uh, or how to force people that have uh, 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 channeling power and why they want uh, Aes Sedai and people that can channel to be eradicated in the world is kind of like it makes sense a little bit that that you know when the when when God made people. Uh, it's unfair to have some people to be that more powerful because that power will eventually be used to corrupt or or used against weaker people, right? So, um, kind of made sense, but you know, forcing kind people of, to channel so that still, yeah. still flimsy in a bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's still it's flawed. Still it's still yeah. fanatical, but. Um, uh, so I the so all of those storylines is in one what 48 42 minute something episode. Yeah. so it was a little rough I did not particularly like that they although it's very very emotional um the the warders and what they've gone through because they've had you start the episode with a, a procession awake for all of the lost Sedai and then we end with something else but um they spent a little too much on the white tower um, politics and uh, the borders that the, and then you literally see just like, Oh, um, Rand bumped into uh, loyal in a library. He mentioned about the person that he was looking for. Loyal went to the tower, found <laughs> Nynaeve and then brought Nynaeve back like that. Like it's super quick. There's I, I'm, I'm sure that there's like a, a longer cut of that, but and that was a little bit too convenient, but I understand, you know, they need to move the story along. I just wish that they kind of like shortened the the, the White Tower stuff and then provided a little bit more balanced look on how the group is starting to get together. Um, I will end with the things that I particularly didn't like. One, uh, Loyal, the Ogier in the book was very, very... He was a he's a essentially a, a monster like a, a boar face, but very very smart. Um, I think my TV is too big because when I was watching Loyal in this in this show, I was Looks like, Oof. Uh, no, I don't I don't I think that you can't make them too big because it's prosthesis rather than CGI. But oof, those the teeth was um, a little bit too fake. Uh, the makeup was a little too fake. The hair, I I know they're trying to make it a little bit more modernized. The didn't colors work didn't too much didn't, for me. Didn't sync up for me. Also, I think if they got but the I colors was, right, it would have been more realistic or more real it, looking. It's also hard because again, it's hard to make a fucking talking monster. Yeah. Um, be part of a crew. So, um, but I mean, it's disappointing because they, they did the troll look so good. Actually, right? but the Trollocs—you never, you never look at the Trolloc that long. Well, well, that long. 
All so that I understand how they can make, you know, they, you can cheat a little bit with crappy yeah. prosthesis and then CGI it a little bit more and then pick the correct frames. I know Loyal is going to be front and center. So I just thought that maybe this is a decision where, you know, he was just a big dude. <laughs> right? right? So, I did like his voice uh, though. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. was good. And the last bit that I was going to kind of uh, touch upon is harping on what we've talked about in the previous four episodes. Dude, like, I should dice and warriors in, from my estimation. You want them to be larger than life. Like, you want them to have one Aes to battle the entire army. And then for the better part of four episodes... How many times did fucking uh, Moraine almost die, and then land almost <laughs> like like get injured and almost die? And look at all these Isidais and Warders dying. Like there's, um, they're 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 terribly underpowered in in this particular, at least in the first five episodes. Right. They're becoming a little bit more cool, but for the most part, all of us seeing about Isidai and Warders are. Are death and injury, <laughs> and so that's what I'm. That's the only thing that I'm missing in this series. But or maybe I, they're just, you know, their branding is so good that when you say, "Oh, that person's an ISDI," that person alone can take over hundreds of enemies by themselves, or one can turn the tide of war, which is mm-hmm. what they said in the first episode, right? I mean, true. Maybe that's true enough, but. Um, Maybe that's their branding. You know, oh, I think also sense. they kind of, or we kind of, they couldn't show how much how many people were attacking, but I think it was an army. So you know, but mm-hmm. in episode four, you mean? Yeah, right? so, yeah. there yeah. were so many. No, but attacks, even egg so. and you had Logain, that was supposed to be the first false dragon too. It's just more mm-hmm. of the idea that you know, even in in, I'm trying to really force the book description out of my head. And keep with the series, and then even mm-hmm. with the series, it's like you, like you're tired, but you're like you held off armies. It's like yeah, this dude is really powerful. Like when we're talking about Kareni, right? Um, and then we had an army, and then multiple Isidice and orders died. So that's the only kind of, uh, even if it was an ambush, right? Was uh, something. But again, this it, it's because it it, it might be just. Um, they're trying to humanize all of these people. They maybe they forcefully underpowered um, some of the characters for the series to make it a little bit more, you know, balanced. Right? Orin a little, said, a Orin did say that the Aes Sedai is now are weaker than than before, thousands of years mm. before. Yeah. So you know, yeah. yeah. But okay, that's that's my stuff. Jay, what do you think about the uh, the episode? I actually, I like the fact that it explained a lot of things that were initially just guesses in, in, in my head prior to this episode. Um, the politics became more clear or evident. Um, remember when the green Aes Sedai went to Moraine's room and warned her that, oh, you'll have two powerful enemies. So you should actually start taking the seat. And she's like, I honestly didn't care about the seat at all. Never you know, did. <laughs> never did. I don't mind. I'm always out anyway, you know. <laughs> and she doesn't like staying there because she's not into the power. And and she explained it as well to Nynaeve, Nynaeve that um, 
everyone has their own agenda. They have their own desire, their own um, intention. So she just really, really wants them to be to to protect her. But you know, obviously, she still went out because I feel that she wasn't really imprisoned. She was just told like, you know, it's best for you to stay here because mm-hmm. uh, if you're out there, the sisters will actually look for you. And true enough, the red girl who my wife calls a drugged up Elsa. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's her cheeks, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a cheek. Yeah, it's a cheekbone, like cheek Elsa, you know what high. I mean? <laughs> so it's like, that's why. Literally for like me, she Elsa, looks like anyway. a, much more like a dragon. <laughs> That too. I, for me, a, a vampire is what I was looking for. Uh, yeah, Her yeah. eyes are so blue. <laughs> well cast. Yeah, so, looks yeah. like she was well cast. Well, well cast. She acts very well. She she plays the role of a bitch and she does it fantastically well. Just funny you, that my wife said. I also like that you can see that she cares about her sisters. Like even even she the does. ones that are not red. Like she took mm-hmm. it to heart for uh was the green one? Kearney? It's Kearney. Kareen. Karen, Karen, yeah, Karen, so, yeah. Karen, yeah. That the first so, one, the last one, gonna have a problem. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, but overall, um, it explained a lot about how. Because in the beginning, if I weren't with you guys and and you guys weren't explaining what's happening, um, I'd be guessing like I said, I is like one entire group and they're all united. And here you'll you'll see that. Yeah, they're united by by name, but they have their own uh, styles. They have their own purpose. They have their own uh, political ambition, I suppose. No, um, I agree with Jong that the meeting of Nynaeve and and uh, Rand was like, "Hi, Randolph. You remember you told me that uh, you were looking for a girl. Here she is." I was like. Oh, I just looked for a girl with a braid and brought her here. Yeah, really. And he was still he was still somewhat explaining and they already started hugging. Oh, you're alive and da da da. I was like, wow, that's so convenient. Just when the red girl uh tells her to go outside, the persimmons are in season, and then she finds this uh Ogier and joins him and brings him straight off to Rand with no questions asked. Uh, yeah, I I felt that that if they could have spent even two three minutes of a conversation to, to make more sense rather yes. than an instant delivery. For me, my, my um, issue there was Maureen being the spy master, having eyes and ears everywhere. No she way. should have she should have caught him. No, first. So it, but also her. she's like she said like I have. Uh, if they go through the gates, I will know. They went through the gates, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and they did. And, and they, they've still, been here for a bit. I wish they did. Mm. Just a, a book, a book uh, comment, Jay. In the book, Maureen gave the, gave the boys each a coin. Mm-hmm. And it for, like for, a for like an emblem. No, no, it's like a, no, just like a, a, a like a silver mark or something. Okay, which for them okay. was expensive. Because they're they're mm-hmm. they're small town folk, and they kept it, and she can track it. Oh, so that's how she knows. Oh, the two over there. Like even if she even naughty, if they're far, naughty. she doesn't know how how where they are exactly. But she can feel. Oh, there's two over in the north, one's over here. So mm. she knows that they're alive or something like that. Okay. But, yeah, okay. they skipped it here. 
So they had that, what do you call that? Apple has that tracker. <laughs> Air tag. Air, Air tag. tag. <laughs> so man, she had that all the way back there. Okay, awesome. No, but um, I also want to say something about the Ogier. Um, it didn't fit the the scene. I think the way he looks, um, they could have worked a little bit more on his costume because it felt like um, Sesame Street ish character comes out and and he's supposed to be scary because that he made Rand draw his sword. Draw sword. Yeah. If I saw if I saw the Ogier like that, I'd be like, wow, he looks so friendly and proper. So it, it wouldn't make me want to draw my sword, drop my book and stuff like that. But I, I guess I guess um, his his part in this season might be limited to, to just a few minutes. So I, I get that. I don't know if you guys caught it, but I thought I saw Padan Fane when yep. the mm-hmm. I saw him. I, I don't know. If hand. It, if it, mm-hmm. That was Padan yeah. Fane. Um, uh, Knowing that the boys are in Tarva, Tarva exactly. Mm. So I'm, now I'm guessing. Oh, this guy's probably like that barmaid, um, who reports to the dark one. Apparently, so I don't know. At oh, least that's nice that's catch, something yeah. in my head. Because it was just a few seconds I saw him. Then yeah. he starts laughing. That was when when Matt and and Rand were on the banister watching the the parade, right? Um. This episode is quite emotional or heavy. So for those that are uh, into watching it, um, there's uh, I, I like the fact that when Lan at the end, suddenly this guy who's completely stoic, hardly winces with pain, suddenly cries out and, and screams with so much emotion that even uh, Moraine starts feeling it so i want to pause there because um i don't remember this in the book yeah i don't there was never a a, that's my comment with that that scene itself showed them having more emotion than like 14 books 14 books because uh so (laughs) but i do like the idea that the warders the group themselves it's like hey bro yeah we're not like maybe like we're we're stone cold killers. We're the best assassins in the world. We're the best warriors in the world. Even that, like you grieve for us. So he is like, I, my interpretation of that scene is he's grieving for everyone in the room. Everyone. Because every, everyone knows that if you're an I should die and you're a, a warder, um, like, you yeah, you're going to die, bro. Like you're, you're, hmm. like, you're, you're, you're supposed to be, in the front lines of a lot of these conflicts or a lot of the discoveries. So you're not uh, long of life. Uh, well, you are long of True. life because like Aes Sedai can live forever with the power. But I mean, as a warder, you have to protect your Aes Sedai and then you're, you're, you're kind of like, you're supposed to be the one that's going to die first. So yeah. you, you're, you're comfortable with death. But even with that, you respect it by <laughs> assigning one person to grieve for everybody. That's, I like that idea. But the weight also of all kind the of, sadness, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it kind of um, another uh, a bit that was a little bit more um, uh, d- departed from my my because I'm on I'm almost the end of book four. 
Lan in my head is the super, the dopest badass ever. Like he's always cool, killing everybody, doing rounds. You know, like he will scout out, he will clean the tracks, Double come back. back. He's doing everything. Uh, yeah, I haven't. He had he had some scrapes and bruises here and there in four books, in almost six thousand pages. Um, but uh, in this, you know, in this series, like, you know, he was tracked. He uh, got uh, 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 Moraine Sedai stabbed a bunch of times. He almost mm-hmm. got right. his head chopped off too. And now he's crying. So I was like, it's a different take on Lan. Yeah. Than not a bad thing. Just sorry, I, sorry to It's a different thing. No, not at all. I, um, I also like that how the two of them are known. Their characters aren't really expressive. So at the start of the episode, when they were all grieving the death of Kurene, uh, Lan, and then he 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 gets the emotion from uh fuck what's the name of the step in step in step in yeah step in so he gets you know he he understands a little bit more uh, after talking to step in right and he understands the value. Of protecting his eyes and eyes. So he goes to uh, Moraine, kneels down, holds her forearm. She just looks at him. He puts his hand on, on the hand with the ring, and then they just hold, and no words were said, but that in itself is already comfort for the two of them. And whereas Stepin, however, and I understand this is quite real. You lose someone who is so important to you and you have everyone telling you it's going to be all right. You just need to move on, sign another, sign with another eyes. Everything's going to be okay, you know? And he's like, I don't want to. You lose Moraine first and you tell me if that's going to be easy. And that's, that made a lot of sense. So, Everyone who, who goes around him and says, hey, it's okay, don't worry. At least your dad didn't kill, try to kill you when you were 12 or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's not about you. And, and that actually reminds us when we start comforting people who lost people. And, and I, I'll be honest, we, I know a lot of people who lost people over the past years, but over the past two years. But it's not easy to tell them, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, it's good. No worries. You're going to move on. Right, and he got the most comfort from Nynaeve. Yeah, that was not I was from. That's a great line. Not not from the tea, but he goes, you know, when I'm just about to fall asleep, the pain goes away, and I was wondering, like, isn't that why you want the tea in the first place? No, he doesn't want to sleep because he doesn't want the pain to go away because the pain is the only Her thing mind. left that he has of her, of Kareni. Hmm. And then the best comfort he got in that entire scene, that entire episode, was don't worry, the no, pain never goes away. Never goes away. Never goes away. That was, I and mean, like, I told oh. you, it's great, great scene. That was a great scene. That was a great. That's line. why she's a wisdom. I mean, I... <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> and and I don't know. A lot has been packed into this episode. I know there's not much action. The most action you'll get out of this was when um. Uh, Egwene and um, Perrin was captured by um, what do you call it? Children of Light with Child Iman Valda. Valda. 
Child Valda. Don't call me right? sir. Child Valda. <laughs> Child, yeah. <laughs> and I still like him as a villain. I mean, people are annoyed. They don't like him. I like him. That was his, I he think that's his awesome. That's his role. He's an awesome villain. That's With the perfect. tank top. Big yeah, nice arms. The, 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 the best. Arms. Yeah, yeah, dude. Love it. And then every time he's about to torture someone, he's fucking eating. Eating. <laughs> so this time he was eating um cuchinillo, which yeah. is, you know, for those that don't know, it's a it's a young suckling pig roasted um to perfection. Yeah, I want some cuchinillo too. I know, right? Christmas is around the corner. I'm pretty sure we have a lot of those coming around. Um and um he's just vicious, you know. He slices the back of Perrin just to torture. And he doesn't. And then he's really evil. You know, he's evil yeah. with, with the sense of righteousness that he has. He's evil because, you know, either you show me that you can control the force or control. Uh, what does he call it? Channel. Channel. That you can channel and I will kill you and set the boy go. Or you don't channel and I'll kill him and set you, let you go. You're like shit. That's a loose, loose situation, no matter which. Cool. <laughs> Fucked up. Yeah. And at least he held true to his word, where he says, "I shall remember your faces." That was, I think, episode two, two or one. Yeah, two. Well, I think. Two, right? Two. Mm. I shall remember your faces, and true enough, he did. Spotted them very quickly in that entire troop. That was, uh, but, and again, the the. Yeah. the Proof that the tinkers are very pacifist are shown front and center. It's kind of, I mean, I like that scene too. Again, now that looking back, this episode has a lot of good beats. Like it does. Yeah, the tinkers um, just being pacifists and saying that, yeah, you know, they're one of us. You know, mm. we we broke the same bread. They're, you know, we shared a fire, so they're part of us now. So you can't take uh, Egwene and Perrin. So cool. Mm-hmm. yeah awesome awesome episode and i'm pretty worried now that they only have three episodes left that's true oh my god <laughs> I'm, so i'm timing it now because hawkeye also has three episodes left oh wait yeah yeah episode four, three five six four five six yeah. this one has six seven eight so yeah. they're gonna end in the same week that's gonna be a deep, deep dive no no. Oh man. No. Um, That's sad. Um, yeah. Uh, any last thoughts before we move on to the movie feature of the week? Oh, for for me, I I just it's just a combination of the two of you. They did sacrifice some action for it, but in the end, I think it was better, especially for the non-readers. They did set up a lot. I just did like that. Again, the the naive thing finding Rand was very very convenient. Uh. Loyal as well. And I'm starting to come around with Maureen and Lan showing more emotion here. I do love the fact that everybody talks about Maureen like she's the spy master. Like, you have secrets. What are they? Where are you going? What, do you, what are you doing? Like, what like, what oh, did you do the past few years? And then... Uh, Dude, she uh, just doesn't talk. That's why they think she has secrets. I know. She's, so he's, <laughs> he's very smart too. But yeah, I do miss that. This this was the, the point in the book, Jong, where... Rand and uh, Matt were actually in Camelin, and where they met Elaine. So the, that's that what, was what I was gonna say. So I, I remember, 
Uh, so I got confused because there's like, why are they in Tarvalon and why is yeah. he coming up the banister? Because I remember that scene where he fell over yes. into the fucking queen's to the castle uh, garden. Yeah, the castle's and garden. And then was saved by Elaine. But I did realize that I don't think Elaine will be introduced in this season. I She's in the IMDb for one, ep- oh, okay, okay, one episode. Okay. So I don't know. But maybe she's just like an appearance or something. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that's one. So, yeah, they, I'm happy with the pace. I'm sure lots of people are having issues, but there's just no way to do it with, you know, as a regular series, that many books, especially with all those traveling. But I'm I'm happy. I, I can't wait. Oh, I'm just for FYI, they did recast Matt for next season. I don't know why. They haven't really given a reason yet. It's kind of, a, kind of a bummer because he's really good. They changed the actor for Matt. Why? In season two, oh, I don't know. Good? Maybe it's uh, outside stuff. Probably outside okay. stuff. Oh. Well, they are filming stuff. in uh, Prague. So that might also be... A lot of people tend to... That's why we see all of these characters apart from Rosamund Pike. A lot of these characters are not necessarily super known. And that's because fucking, you know, filming like eight eight months to a year in in away is might be difficult but I, i'm excited that's uh but yeah let's we can move on awesome um all right uh at this point of the show we did have a movie assignment for the week uh on top of our week on week stuff and we chose very very wisely a uh, an artful an art flick with uh, extreme depth, um, oh. <laughs> Venom Let There Be Carnage just dropped on video on demand uh, last week. So I'm going to turn over the mic to RJ. To I spent 20 bucks on this. A... <laughs> Did you spend money on this? I may not have spent any money on this, but um, we'll it, I'm glad we'll I did it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Venom, Let There Be Carnage, released in 2021. It first aired out in London, September 14, earlier uh, this year, and um, was released a few, uh, two weeks after in the U.S., October 1. Um, it's about 97 minutes, and their budget for this film was... 110. $110 million U.S. dollars to make this um artistic show of full depth so venom let there be carnage and as the movie posters would already give you a hint it's not just about venom it is also about um another symbiote which was born out of venom uh carnage so you've got some big names here of course you still have the same actor who played venom in 2018 tom hardy um you have uh, michelle williams who plays his um, ex-girlfriend Anne. Um, uh, you have uh, let's see who else was there you have of course the Woody Harrelson who is the um, host of Carnage and you also have Naomi Harris if you guys uh, can't put the um, her her face to to which character she also played Tia Dalma in Pirates of the Caribbean Caribbean. she was quite awesome there and I think she was also in, um, they say she's in 28 Days Later. Yeah, she's that, she's that other girl there. So, Okay, so 
plot. Okay, here's the plot from Rotten Tomatoes. Eddie Brock fast, is still struggling to coexist with the shape shifting extraterrestrial venom when deranged serial killer Cletus Cassidy, who is played by Woody Harrelson, also becomes host to an alien symbiote who becomes uh, carnage. Brock and Venom must put aside their differences to stop his reign of terror. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm that happy you didn't already really says the entire thing. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. But you know what? Surprisingly, uh, before I, 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 I ask what you guys are saying, Box office worldwide, they did 470 million US dollars. It's, it's a in franchise. In the US alone. It's a franchise. Holy shit. What, what, did, what did it do in the US? What did it do in the US? Uh, 209.5 million dollars. That's pandemic that, money. So that's probably like four or 500 people more. People couldn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, double. In, in, triple in regular, maybe. Yeah. Mm, this would have been a billion dollar movie if it was not the pandemic. This movie would have been. <laughs> so, with that being said, Jung, what do you like particularly about this movie and what do you not like about it? I, I love Tom Hardy. I love Andy Serkis. <laughs> I, I, um, I love Michelle Williams in The Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah. So okay, so the one good thing that I can say about this movie is like I didn't think it it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. It was active, it was entertaining, there was a lot of dialogue, there was a lot of like attempts at comedy with Venom and uh and Eddie. So I appreciated that. But every there's no support in anything. Like um just the main fact that Cletus Cassidy got carnage from a little fucking teeny tiny bite. So anybody that bites fucking uh, Eddie Brock in the future becomes gets a venom in them. That's a little too weak. I I wish they cleaned that up a little bit. Um, I <laughs> I guess I like the the confusing. Uh, Post credit scene. <laughs> That's all I. There's there's nothing funny. I I didn't like how Eddie and Venom were, you know, they were trying to make it humorous on how Eddie feeds Venom, and Venom was way more funny than I thought that he could be, but still not consistent. Like a lot of his jokes about uh, the chickens, and you know, I can't eat chicken alone, or need to fight bad guys and eat bad guys and yada 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 it was like it was a little hit or miss and that's more on the writing um re in researching this uh this podcast i wanted to you know uh read up on what they attempted to make and there's apparently a lot of cut scenes about the broader um symb symbiote universe like um because they did talk about 8,000 in the post-credit scenes. So it's like, like 8 billion light years of knowledge, hive knowledge. Everybody knows about it. And Eddie only gets a little bit of it. And the, the reason why uh, Venom is so cool, like, so smart and can do a lot of things because 
again, all the symbiotes share some 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 hive mind, and then they wanted to touch upon that that storyline, but they cut it because they thought it was going to be, and they shot it too. They shot a lot of it, mm. uh, but they cut it because um, they wanted to keep the the story a little bit more concentrated on the buddy cop comedy of Eddie and Venom, and oh, then but the yeah, love story have, yeah. of yeah Carnage and Banshee, and then their fight together. Um, this movie is just like it's messy. It's it's entertaining, I guess. Like when I I didn't I didn't have a, a, a adverse effects. Unlike when we were watching Go- the Prisoners of the Ghostland, like this one was like, all right, you know, you're hopping around, you're trying to be funny. All right, you're carnage, you're killing a lot of folk and trying to get your girlfriend out. All right, they're both gonna fight and yada yada yada. Oh, okay, it it I can watch it. It's not like detrimental to my life, but it's too bad because like there's just so many threads that are all over the place that kind of was never really woven into a. a concrete rope of a story um and i'm going to end with i've never liked how they designed venom and i like i i i did not like carnage even more right i've always thought that i hope they make it i don't know i don't know how they will make it cooler or nicer but i've never really i don't like this version of of he's Eddie Brock have a symbol. or venom i'm sure he's going to have a symbol I just wish like Marvel just fucking takes over character design a little bit more because I still I don't feel these 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 symbiotes feel let Feige take over hard. everything. God damn it! Yeah. It's just it doesn't feel it feels too cartoony for me. Like even the way that he comes out of the clothes and whatnot, it's like it's 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 kind of like a it is like I realize like. Their budget here is $110 million with so many CG, so much CGI. And then what um Red Notice had what 200, mm-hmm. 250 budget with very little CGI. So weird, like, right? I understand like all right, drop another 50, 100 million CGI to make Venom and Carnage look better, and then we might be a little bit more upset. But that's it. I don't have nothing else to say about this damn movie. Chewbacks. Yeah, this was just meh for me. I mean I didn't hate watching it, but I didn't like. I didn't have fun, too much fun watching it. Cause, like, you hit it on the head. There's some elements that I would have loved. I mean, the only line he said about spawning carnage is, "Oh shit, he's a red." We're he's dead. a red. We gotta get out. We're have, dead. That was loved, funny though. <laughs> I know, but I would have loved going deeper. How? How did you know? Maybe make it special. Why? Cletus was the what was able to survive mm-hmm. it, or why there was a symbol symbiote that was able to transfer to him. Um, they could have made Eddie's fight with Venom the reason why there was a split that made Carnage. Mm-hmm. You know, not not just a fucking bite. Like that was that that's stupid. That's even more stupid than Nynaeve just walking in the garden and finding <laughs> Doyle and finding Rand. Um, like it perfectly said, Zong, where it's. It's funny at spots, but not just not funny enough. Like the club scene is my perfect microcosm of everything. Like when he got the mic and he started saying stuff, it was funny. But yeah. I was expecting him to like drop a beat, sing or something. That was just like, yeah. oh, I'll break it now, you know? But then he just says some stuff and he just walks away. Mic drops like, and they didn't even cheat. I would wonder if they like, yeah, well, 
nothing. But um, and then yeah, a lot of design issues. Like, why is Woody Harrel? Why is Cletus Kasady wearing seventies clothes or something? Like, mm-hmm. he's not from the seventies, guys. Shirt. He was a kid in the nineties, or, or like, was it nineties? He wasn't that 80s, old, maybe. Or the the the, the scene with, right in the when he was young with with Naomi Harris, like. He's not. I don't think he's supposed to be wearing clothes like that. And then the with with regards to the, to the how they look for you, Jong. I don't think it's the money. It looks good. It's just the design. It's just the, the design. design. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, that fight scene. It looked really good. The choreography was eh. The the the. The power using the, the use of powers was as as bland as it can be, but the how it looked it didn't look CGI to me. It looked really good, you know the the execution of the the effects itself. It's just what they were doing that was like, mm. you know. I mean, I think he was even more creative in the first one. Like the I have to rewatch it, but the 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 suit use in the first one was more creative than here. Here here was just. He was just strong, jumping, and then using the goo to shoot. That's basically what Venom is. And yeah, you're right. I don't like the the black with like white streaks. Mm-hmm. It, looks, it looks like jizz. You mean on his body? Yeah, it looks like yeah, jizz. Yeah, that like. was really bad. It didn't have the iconic spider. Yeah, I think um, that's going to come when he interacts with Spider-Man. I don't think there's a reason for him to have it. That's why they couldn't, there was, they mm-hmm. couldn't push it. But uh, the only thing that really made me laugh is uh, is Anne because she can. I I love it when she can tell that Venom's wherever Venom is, she can tell. Yeah, Venom. <laughs> that was funny. Even is with Venom the, with you? Yeah, like even with the 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 was that Mrs. Chen? Was it Mrs. Chen? Mrs. Chen. Yeah, Mrs. Chen. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Could, actually, that was yeah. that was funny. But yeah, Carnage. I I kind of look the design of like the design of Carnage, but. Execution was, and how how could he make that freaking tornado? That was so weird. Like out of nowhere, he <laughs> spins and it becomes a tornado inside a building. Like inside so the prison. Oh, inside the prison. Yeah, it was so weird. And then, yeah, Tom Hardy's funny enough. Venom's funny enough. Just not really funny. I think the execution was just meh. Yeah, and the payoff. That was, was really. The, there wasn't even a payoff with the lethal protector thing. Like they were trying to make that a thing. <laughs> it didn't take. Uh, so weird, and then, and it's funny how they're, the payoff of the whole movie is that. The the reason that, uh, Venom won was because they have a, they have a good partnership compared to. Carnage and Cletus. Carnage when the, and whole Cletus. Mo- the whole movie, Venom was not even with Eddie because they were fighting. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, that didn't land well. But uh, yeah, so that's all. That's that. That's it. So it's for me. It's like a solid five, five, six, maybe five, four, five. Yeah, about it. And Eddie, what a shitty him. person, huh? Like. He could have just given the cop the the information and then still wrote his story. Like, um, yeah, that was so weird. I I read somewhere that the cop's character becomes some uh, is also a yeah, comic book character. He he becomes toxin, I think. 
toxin. Okay, so they're setting it up. Yeah, but yeah, that's why when when they focused on him towards the I end see. of the movie, his eyes were like. Blue. I don't know how though. Why? How? What did he bite mm-hmm. Eddie also when you're looking? Yeah. Or, or did he, did he bite, Did he bite uh, Shriek because Shriek Shriek had sex with Cletus and <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. Just think of something. It's just hard to put things together there. Yeah. Or maybe it's not even Simba. Maybe that's what they're doing, going with. You see, it's not a, uh, it's not a suit, alien presence. But yeah, if they went with that, because I think there was a big event in Marvel with the hi- hive mind thing. Yep, with the Venom. That's so, why I mean, like Null, uh, yeah, uh, King of Simba. I, I read something about. It. I wish they did that. That would have been more interesting. I think they will. I mean, the idea is like. That's a is that that's like a pretty the, cool story. The planet of the symbiotes. Yeah, like they have a kind of, but something. the idea of like the symbiotes is uh um it is uh so null created the necro sword, the sword that he used for the god butcher in uh, um Ragnarok, but you know yeah, oh, it yeah. is okay. essentially like a, a living being, and then because it's kind of one of the older gods, mm-hmm. like splintered off into you know these symbiotes that kind of like spawn across the different galaxies. So that's the one that Angelo guided me for my Eldritch Blast. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. side note. So you, RJ, what's your take? I would give it honestly the whole the whole movie was I would have enjoyed this if I were eight years old I, I think that yes. was it I it it was a movie that was really meant for kids with who would enjoy violence it did not do justice to venom or to carnage in terms of the amount of lethality or 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 damage that they could really do in terms of strike fear because how can you have fear against venom who time to die and and i mean not him us we're gonna die i mean (laughs) they they it's great that they tried to input the the humor but it took out the seriousness of venom was supposed to be this psycho uncontrollable un un you know um being that that would just attack you or eat you the second it wanted to but here it showed that he's you know um he's hurt by his friend i think oh i think the problem here is is they can't get eddie they want it to be an r an r movie where he's like Mm. a little like the punisher but eddie Mm. won't kill because he's a good guy but he's a loser and he's an asshole Mm -hmm. It just makes him a loser. I mean, yes. I just least... wish they just like you know what, kill bad people. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my point. Just kill right? bad people. Eat eat bad people, so Venom will be like, yeah. you know. Well, at the end, at the end, he let Venom eat Woody Harrelson's head. And then that post the credit. So is that? Oh, sorry. Um, I think that, that was a. Uh, he, he's uh... not in, in the MCU, right? And then now he spoiler. Is. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. So the the post credit scene is kind of like a a Wanda um, multiverse splitting and changing of the the place where he has been. So mm-hmm. it alludes to 
when Doctor Strange and Peter Parker botched that spell that so, they were trying to do. The question is, is Morbius in the same world now? Or was he left Ooh. in the old one? Well, again, or was he I the think old one is... and he also gets transferred to the new one? Like, that's so fucking convenient. I think what happens is this is going to they they made the the post credit scene purposefully vague open like maybe he went to a different universe not yeah. necessarily um the MCU ah. with Tom Hardy uh, um Tom was that also done by Sony distributed by Sony Morbius yeah yeah more yes okay they tried to make their own cinematic universe I know Kevin Feige must be like Lapping his head like fuck. Well, again, yeah, <laughs> they need to just keep continuing doing this profit sharing thing. It's like, come on. Well, it's, Venom it's made money. So, see, that's saying I wish it didn't. I know. Oh. Same here. It's my fault. I spent um, 20 bucks on it. You added, that's why it reached that much, Chewy. <laughs> yeah, But <laughs> you added to it. <laughs> you added to it. It's really. Um, again, so I, I really feel that um, a four, a solid four for me for this movie. I, I am usually generous with giving scores, as you guys have been um, paying attention in the previous podcast, because I know we have loyal viewers. Um, but this time, really, I, I just couldn't bear to even give it a five. Um, <laughs> it was entertaining enough um, to watch probably with a kid. But if you are, if you know the character of Venom in the comics or or of Carnage, um, they're they're awesome. They're like they're they're like cool evil beings that that would strike fear. Here, even with Woody Harrelson, I I don't I I, I respect him as an actor, but I don't think he was the right choice for this. Um, Fucking Mrs. For what, Chen. Mrs. Chen was wasn't scared of Venom at the start, like. Exactly. No chocolate. I don't know. I just feel that um, this the entire um, the characters were really played were were made vanilla. They were supposed to be kick ass, awesome, but but they became very vanilla. So for me, because of that, and Maximum Carnage, which is where the the comics. The series in the comics that this was really based on. Um, that was that was exciting. That was gripping. I didn't read every single one, but to show you how how Ven- uh, Carnage was was uh, born, made, created, and what havoc he wrecked into this movie, where it was all about breaking his girlfriend, and at the end, just really not succeeding at anything. I don't know. It was really a yeah. He's supposed to be so scared that Venom teams up with Spider-Man, right? Yeah, or something like that. Something to that extent. If I remember correctly, I know that yes, um, his character Cletus Cassidy was supposed to really be. He's a Death Row character, um, and then a part of the Venom symbiote after a battle, I think, with Spider-Man finds its way seeps down into the. Cracks and 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 yeah, into the prison and finds him and bonds with him and he breaks out. Now, okay, that's he he doesn't get it from 
biting Eddie Brock. That's what I can remember. Because <laughs> so damn, then imagine how many mosquitoes would have had symbiotes in them right now. I know. Killer mosquitoes. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> But yeah, so it I really again it's gonna be it was it was meant for the kids, and I think that's why families were able to watch it and enjoy it. The kids found, oh, it's cool. He's he has this big armor-like thing and he jumps and he can climb and he has this this goo that comes out that's so cool. Yeah. Kids enjoy I think if if you're gonna watch Venom with kids, go do it. Um, I think your kids will have fun. If you are going to watch with the brochachos, eh, we're going to watch something else. Agreed. <laughs> but that's it for Venom. Let's yeah. move to our last. For our last topic, uh, this is on me. Uh, this is Hellbound, uh, a, a, a drama uh, series on Netflix. Mm. It is based on uh, a a webtoon uh, uh, written by Yon Sang Ho, um, but this one is, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the director Yang Sang Ho of of of, of uh, is the person that is also the director of Train to Busan. Yes, right? he is. So, he is. And um, Peninsula. Is so and Peninsula. So very solid uh, Korean. Um, suspense, thriller, horror uh, director, good pedigree. So main plot and um, you know, very big beats. This is a world where uh, unearthly beings, it's like big, giant, scary, dark monsters, Three. Um, Three. Um, Three. Yeah. delivers people who receives condemnation to hell. So a person... In this world, presumably, if they've done something bad, will get a pronouncement, like a decree, a decree, a decree. Uh, and that decree will let them know when they will be taken by these uh, monsters to hell. So, in that world, once that started happening, um, there is uh, a religious uh, group that was born out of this particular event. In this particular world, so a new truth, the new truth, is kind of the the church, the religious group that kind of helps and guides uh, people to be better, so that they won't be taken to hell. Of course, any religious loof, religious group will spawn a uh, a zealot, uh, a splinter cell of fanatics, and that's the arrowhead. The arrowhead will be a little bit more. Um, aggressive in terms of cleaning the dirt of the world so they're the ones that would want to put instill fear or make sure that you know if a person gets the decree not only does the person have a hard time but their family gets a hard time as well so that yeah. is kind of like the the two main sex that has was born out of the proof that this sort of deliverance to hell has been happening as we move along to the series i really do appreciate the fact that they it's like a little bit of a twist so there's a you know the start of the series is about proving that this is really real once it gets proven there's like institutions that starts forming around that particular belief but now there's also other organizations that kind of 
helps protect the people that have decrees so that they can die in peace. So that's uh, you know another small but very integral part in this particular series. So um, I'll hold this the 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 um, the 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 synopsis at that for now because that's essentially mm-hmm. the world. People get decreased, people get delivered, people try to um, dispel disbelief, people try to protect the people that get decreased or hide their identity because when you when people uh, realize that you have a decree, it means that you're bad, so your family is bad. So that's kind of you know the the thing that they're trying to prevent. Um, but we'll discuss our thoughts about the series to start, and then we'll probably end with a little bit of spoilers about the you know certain things about the series that needs to be a little bit spoiled for we need to discuss uh, further. So um, let's uh, start with what did you think about the series, RJ? I only watched until episode, half of episode five. So mm-hmm. overall, this has six episodes. Um, the first two for me was quite dragging and slow uh, a lot of explanation typical um, korean novella typical typical and then suddenly they're gonna cram all the action in the last bits but from what i can see it has a good grasp of how society would react if this were to happen today the chaos that would ensue the fanatics that would arise um the people who will to have a total disregard for the law because why why should i follow the law when you know you're not the ones who's really calling mm-hmm. the shots you have an angel that will come it will dictate where i mean not where but when rather you're going to be brought to hell and then there's nothing you can do and and i've seen throughout the episodes until at least half five that no matter where you go uh, in a room, at the lake, in the water, they'll they'll still get, get you. you. They'll get you, and it's it's not comforting because not only do they get you and and usher you politely down hell's gates, they beat you up, slice you up, break your bones, and then burn and you. then burn you alive. And and you may think it's quite gory, or you may think it's a bit. Um, inhuman yes it, it has to be because they're demons or at least you're bound for hell and that's what you're supposed to but um there are a lot of dilemmas which i think we'll tackle later on for the spoilers because until half of episode five i still don't get how they select who's gonna go to hell and why i mean yes i get it because they have sin but let me ask you this who isn't who hasn't mm-hmm. sinned at one point right um, and and you'll see how people react to it. Uh, the society reacts to it, especially the young ones, the very very young ones. They're they're not even old enough to be jailed, so they have no choice but to let them go. These are the ones who are beating people, injuring even elderly women who are sick, hitting them in the head with a bat. I mean, come on. And they're gonna say we're doing this for God hard it's hard it's 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 heavy um to actually watch because you're like wow how could a korea k-drama show that because normally if if you watch a lot of k-dramas which i know chubax does um i don't know if you do jung but 
um, they pay a lot of respect to their elders. So even if the even if the villain or their opponent uh, is that person, as long as this person's an elder, they would bow and they would respect, even though they hate their guts, they would still do that. That's the general theme of most Korean series or movies, even in that fact. Um, but here, they will beat up a cop, which means no respect for authority. They would beat up an elderly for, for I don't know what, what reason. Um, being associated with the person with a decree. Exactly. It's just... It's it's a it's a surprise. It was real. It it wasn't what I expected. Um, but that being said, it started to get better past episode four. So some action was there. Um, it, you're slowly starting to connect the dots, and you're you're starting to see, especially in episode four and five, you're starting to see a central enemy. So at least. I'm not so lost anymore in watching, but yeah, it's still all over the place. Um, a lot of talk, a lot of uh, heavy issues, but it, I wouldn't say it's my favorite show, nor will I really ask people to watch it with me. But um, if you have nothing to watch and you like um, these dark um, series for me, that's it's not, it's okay. Put it on. It's on Netflix anyway. If you have the subscription, it's part of it. Enjoy it. How about you, Chubax? Uh, I don't know. I, it's This is a weird series for me. I mean... It is. Uh, from the reviews, a lot of people are, are loving it, are liking it. I guess I can see why, because there's... It scored high on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Yeah, what I love... What, 96%. Yeah. <laughs> What I really, what, what I like, what I liked about it is more of the, it's the mythology, like mm-hmm. it's mm. it's very cool, it's very smart, very mysterious, everything you want in a mythology. But it's just that. Did they reveal the the three? No. They haven't yet, no. Because no. I'm okay. still halfway five. Yeah, so no, they don't. I'm I'm not sure what really the the angel head yeah. is and what those three are. Yep. So and I'm then, still lost. I, I read a review or not a review, an interview from the director where he's saying it's not about the mythology, it's more about the um the people. No questioning yeah, like re- questioning the basic questions that religion, sinning mm. and how to react with it and mm. I don't know if it's just me getting old, but I see that enough in the world already. So it's like <laughs> he he spent seventy five, eighty percent on on ugly people, not ugly. I mean, on on sinners, dark people. Yeah, like really bad people. There's no mm. levity. Oh, there's no, yeah. there's no likable characters. Uh, I mean, I guess the cops are a little likable. I mean, the lawyer, but there's nothing that made me connect to them at the start. And then uh, they just they did the opposite of what. I liked so I mean they put the mythology there so, but they didn't focus on it you know it, it was just um the, it was just a question to show what the others would do and okay. it was just slow too for me it's just so slow and so dark and really how many times can you show three demons killing a person <laughs> there's in the same manner yeah there's nothing new they, they show it like what four 
four or five times, uh, once an episode mm-hmm. at least. Like, okay, they're they're violent. They'll burn you. There's nothing revealing, you know. There's mm-hmm. nothing new in each kill. It's just another kill. It's just another. Well, I guess they need something violent and and actiony, mm-hmm. but there's nothing new with it, you know. I mean, once in the water, but uh, okay. Another wait, thing. wait. There was there was one new dude. Um, uh, the one where the person took his own life. And they revived him. I know. They right? killed him the same <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. Yeah. So that yeah, like, that, nope, that, nope. That, that was cool. But so that's one out of like six, seven. I know. That was and the coolest then, one. And then there's just a. I already said about the lack of likable characters, and then then there's a lot mm. of unlikable characters, mm-hmm. like just no shades at all. Like especially in the. Second half of the four, five, six, like the new truth was just like really slime bags, like nothing mm. redeeming. I mean, yeah. you can have a slime bag, but not all of them. <laughs> like everybody's fucking a slime bag. Like even that actor, the the guy who was in Taiwan class, like the the deacon with the glasses. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's I thought right. there was there was gonna be layers to him, but no, he's just straight up an Very asshole. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah, and then going back to unlikable characters, that fucking arrowhead guy. Like, can you get mo- the most annoying person and just let him talk on the screen for like three minutes of monologue with with anno- with, with neon paint? That annoying <laughs> voice, yeah. and I mean everything's annoying from the voice, the look, the script. It was mm-hmm. just really great thing to to watch, and I don't know. I mean, uh, the lawyer was—I don't know why—but the lawyer was hot in the the, the time <laughs> jump <laughs> with the short mm-hmm. hair. But, but yeah, like I said, there were the the mythologies I like. I like the twist in the end of the third episode. I like uh, the time jump. I like the dilemma of the third episode also, with uh, yeah. the cop in the. And and Jung, the the leader of the New Truth, I like the twist ending or uh, the post credit scene. So it's all everything I like is about the mystery of what's going on, the degrees and the, and the monsters. But they were not the point. So I mean, I guess it's not. It's just personally not for me. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not not what I would watch. Um, to have fun because there's no fun at all so yeah let's... it's heavy it's actually yeah. heavy so yeah if so, you're stressed and you want to distress i don't think this is like the best yeah. one unless you like your, this could be your people. nightly news and, and you mm. know it's the same it's not that different so let's see yeah, what john thinks what do you think uh yeah, so before we get to the story spoiler territory, and luckily all of our episodes have timestamps, so you can skip to the next one if you're if you don't want. Um, contrary to what RJ and Chubak, I love the show. I really, really, I really enjoyed the show because they give us something very normal. Like it's it's the usual thing. Like it's a series about how institutions and religion is a particular institution takes advantage of or can provide inspiration but also mm-hmm. can take advantage of their followers i love the idea that they they went a step further like step further was um 
Yeah, we always know the the zealots, like the the arrowhead. Yeah, that's normal. But the thing that I love is the the organization that um, the former lawyer has built to protect the 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 people that have gotten the decree. I was very impressed how they tackled that. So that was kind of. Um, it's not. I would have never thought a series about a, a religious show to build um, a faction that is not about fighting against them it's not like religion versus atheists it's mm. about hey religion versus like no we don't fucking care we just want to protect the people yeah right you leave That's them true. be whatever so like so i love that dynamic uh, and the twists that they have in the show was interesting i did not expect it to start that's why i was kind of like all right this is very cool it's not without its flaws like again korean novellas or korean ktv has always, um, um, it's always kind of like pretty horrible to to have uh, uh, the first two episodes to be that slow. So again, I will always okay. I there've been series that of equal and better character that can do that first that pilot episode like whack, like give me a, a solid show. The first two was again super slow. And I did not love the show until all the twists were were unraveling. So for me, I like this if you want something a little bit more heady. Again, context is important in watching all of the shows that we review. You need to have very, very specific context here. You have to have an open mind. You have to have an appreciation for um, uh, countries or towns or states that have a very strong religious presence, but also smart religious persons where it's not just like somebody says something and then I'll do it. You know, you want to be able to question um, a little bit of the theology of what you're thinking. So I really like that. Acting was pretty good as well. So, you know, you know, most of them are bad and I hate watching things that are stressful. This is this wasn't super stressful for me because I kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like it's like a smart idea. Um, the only negatives, the non-spoilery negatives that I just want to say is like the, the decree, not scary at all, not particularly impressed on how they designed the decree. Um, mm-hmm. These three monsters that deliver people from earth to hell looks more like golems or like, they gra- look like gorillas. Yeah, green, gray versions of, um, of uh, the thing. So it's not super scary. It's kind of like a grimace with muscles. So um, yeah. again, it's the design, but I think, you know, they don't have to spend too much of the thing, uh, the design there, because in the end, it's just, they just want to be able to, um, to deliver the, uh, the punish and deliver person for hell. So um, now that we've, we've gotten our opinions and provided you when or where you can watch it, we'll enter a little bit into the spoiler territory as we go um close out the episode so if if you guys do not want to be uh spoiled or you don't want to know anything about uh this the series and you want to come in 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 a, you know in a fresh perspective you can just subscribe and then go to the next episode or listen to our other episodes but we're going to spoiler territory now so the thing that i love the most about these series is it provides you the first two episodes was um, having to prove that these monsters, these decrees do exist, right? And that was cool. That was a good ride. So essentially the first part was like, are these real? 
the second portion is like the politics and then the organization around this belief, right? And then the last portion is the one that I love the most. When we find out that these decrees are not necessarily like, yeah, hey, the decrees like you're going to hell. We just assume that you're going to hell because you did something bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Yep. We, I never assume, I never, you know, that's the thing that kind of like, like made me impressed with this series. For the re- there's no reason. This is random. And the reason why that is, is because there was an infant that got the decree, not even have, uh, not even having a chance to do anything wrong. And that infant is kind of like the crux of the last bits of the episodes. Conversely, and then doing it reverse chronologically, during the start, in the middle, or, or at least um, the, the initial person, figurehead of the new truth, the people that were uh, evangelizing this, the, 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 uh, the philosophies of you know, being a good person, because if not, you're going to go to hell, that person himself got a decree. That's and the, which they hid because they knew that if they re, they realized like oh the figurehead of this new church also got the screen maybe everything is a sham so they were able to kind of like broker a deal so even that portion too they they he brokered a deal to keep the secret and to pass the, the church along to somebody else right so that was like cool twists in and and those are my favorite storylines and story beats about the story the the series why I actually really like this one compared to you guys. So passing along back to like, you know, Jay, like your favorite or not favorite storylines about the series. Well, I felt that it was, uh, I was annoyed at the people in, in general, a lot of, a lot of from, from the teenagers who break the rules to the people who started kicking the cop. And then when they found that the chairman was, calling him oh it's the chairman they start kneeling down mm-hmm. and praising him like an like a like like he's god and, and that's really annoying um it's really for me it was really heavy um i i didn't like the fact that i'm gonna beat this old lady senseless or close to death just because she's associated with a sinner now question is you know biblically why why um pick the thorn out of a person's eye when you have a log in yours that means before you judge someone as a sinner sure they may have been a sinner but are you completely free let he who is free from sin cast the first stone yet these teenagers who starts hurting people which by the way for those watcher watching that's actually a sin you know to cause hurt and pain uh to to desire someone to be in pain that's that's actually a sin as well now to answer the question for some people who say that but the infant was was innocent why is the infant um being brought to hell sorry for my dog um to answer that biblically okay humans we are all born we are children of evil we're children born of wrath um we're, we're of this world. So that's the belief, at least from what I, what I understand. We are born of this world. We are sinners. The original sin carried on from, from the very first humans. So technically, even the baby, it's, it's not to say it's evil, but it's selfish. 
Why? Because what do babies do? When they're hungry, they cry. When they're uncomfortable, they cry. When they want something, they cry. They wake up mommy and daddy, not thinking about their sleep as well. Not saying that they should. I'm just saying innately, we are evil. That's, that's, a, that's a, a school of thought in, in, in church. Okay. So innately, we are evil. And hence, that's why we need saving. So I'm not particularly surprised about the infant, but um, there, you know, I, I just maybe I didn't enjoy the fact that I was exposing that that series really exposed, um, I guess, the ugly side of human beings, which we know it's there. And if if anything like this were to come true, I I guess that this is a preview of what's go, what's gonna come. There will be fanatics. There will be lawbreakers. There will be people who just give up. Um, and, and it's really chaos. That's, that's probably it for me. Box? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I love the twist. I love the mythology. It's just the journey. The journey didn't, was, it, was really trying for yeah. me. Like a lot of annoying characters, a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, and then um, what was this? Like some also not so smart. Like the the new truth on four, five, six. They were just made of a bunch of idiots. I don't know how they were able to. Do you like, like the hairstyle? Keep keep uh, keep everything <laughs> under a lid. They were like basically they were just uh, what was that? Spitballing like oh do this do that no like, oh, no maybe do that like oh my god and they're the council like. They could at least be more organized and smart, but not a mm. lot of uh, yeah. They just showed the dark side. There's no not a lot of light. I, like you said, Jung, that that was cool. The the Sogo company, that was like a nice twist. But then again, after one night of investigation, they already got caught. Everybody like everybody, their their whole organization burned to the ground after one one investigation. One guy got caught, <laughs> and then. And then I guess it's just I don't know everything was grating to me like even the main guy in the four five six uh the TV producer mm. he was like he was an ass also even mm-hmm. like the scene where they bring leaving him, your newborn <laughs> to work yeah no, no, yeah not not even that just the scene where the guy brought her brought him to the lawyer and then they were discussing and he was like. His re- his initial reactions were always like contempt, but like these people are trying to help you, mm. and he's he's just like sm- mouthing off smart ass, and then when when the lawyer said what she wanted to do with the baby, she he got mad. That's realistic. I like that part. Like, mm. yeah, I came here to do the to do one thing, and you're do- doing the opposite. But before that, it was already like whiny ass vision, and then and then I didn't like that. Uh, they built this up of the cop and the and the daughter. Smart. I like the ending of the episode three, where they, he gave him the decision, and then they're gone for four, five, six. They're not even a mention or, I mean, you know, I, I want to know. I what guess that to was them. their decision. Yeah, but still, I think that like, was their decision. Yeah. I should have. I should have. I could have wanted some consequences with that, but yeah. um, yeah, and then as like I said, how many times are you gonna say? So the, the same murder all over, again and again and again. So I don't know. I um I want to say I'm interested in season two, but like the interview for the director said, it's not about 
answering the questions of the the mysteries with the decree it's just the other the how we react to it so i don't know if they're not gonna give me more of the mythology some resolution yeah yeah i i, I don't know if they're gonna keep me but yeah it's it, it's well done well acted you know everything's great about it. just the decisions just were weren't for me personally well uh Again, uh, this is one of those, like, the reason why we do these shows because you get a lot of different perspectives on Great the same idea. show. And, uh, you know, it's always it's always good to have, like, a series where we all align, we're all very high on, much like Wheel of Time, much like Hawkeye. But, again, Hellbound is... Good discussion. It's, like, I'm, like, you know, the uh, the end scene of of season one again is is um you know again we've done the spoiler but a a person that was burned by the decree coming back to life right so it it, that's also cool i know it just makes me more pissed because the ending of episode three and the ending of episode six are really good like damn good twist Mm-hmm. Well made, well acted, well effects. It's just getting there that really, you know. You yeah. Could have, yeah. You could have done this earlier. You know, the twist could have come in episode one, like Jung's twist, episode one. And then, I think. You know, I mean, I I was thinking of, again. It, pacing has always been the problem with, because uh, this could have been one dope movie, one two hour flick. I would have, I would actually, you know, that's the other thing. If this was a two hour thing where it starts off, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes of proving the, the, um, the stuff and then little time jump and then realize then like, holy shit, it's, you know, the decree is random. Mm-hmm. And then, but I do love the idea of like people trying to sell the rights to their, de- their decree to help other, you know, th- those are cool beats. Um, but in the end it's like, I actually particularly like that I am not super stoked about the next season because, you know, I like pace. I like, all right, cool. I, you know, I don't want this to take up hard drive in my brain. Like what's going to happen the next season? Like, you know what, when it comes out, I'll watch it. It's cool. It's very, it's that, that increases its points because it doesn't, doesn't cause me emotional pain. And it gave me a little bit of like, it's a cute twist. I like, I like, I like the twists. If this were, four episodes maybe better if it was like one two hour movie like a train to Busan hit yeah Um, but with that uh, um, this is going to be the end of this particular episode a little bit of extra housekeeping is um, again don't forget to like subscribe hit that notification bell on youtube so that you know when any of our shows are dropping in our podcast we have three currently we have reviews on tuesday our first dnd campaign on wednesday and we react to cool new content trailers and other drops on thursdays uh just search plus six three hp on that youtube search bar or launch us from your browser by typing in bit.ly slash plus six three hp uh we're also on twitter so just you know, search plus six, three HP there at us. Um, we'll reply back uh, uh, as quickly and as often as we could. And we are in every single podcasting network out there. 
So whether you're Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, just search plus six, three HP, uh, and you can listen to us while you're doing your chores. Uh, with that, next week again, reminders, if you want to join along the conversation, we're going to talk about Hawkeye episode four, Wheel of Time episode six. We will have the 14 Peaks movie that's suggested by our other brother, Mark. Uh, we also did not forget, we're going to put Tick, Tick, Boom as one of our um, uh, movies to discuss as well. But we're going to paste that depending on how how many um, um, drops that we have for that particular week. But that that's still a musical that we will discuss because we watch everything in this show. Um, before we close out, last few goodbyes, RJ. Well, I really enjoyed this week. Um, it was a lot of uh, good and not so good shows, but I think the pacing was just right for this episode for us. And I hope that all you guys, all you viewers out there, um, you know, we're not we're not the only experts who will give you these insights, but um, we want you to genuinely enjoy the shows that we recommend. And for those that we didn't really agree with, don't worry. Hey, still give it a try. And who knows, you might like it. It's just, you know, we our, our opinions may not fit for everyone, but you know, we look forward to having you guys on our next episode too. Chabox. Yeah, just uh, hit us up, guys. Send us a tweet or a message, a comment on YouTube. Uh, we'll be very happy. And we are, again, I love doing these shows with my bros. I love discussing with you guys. I'm glad that we are slowly inching our way towards the the goal of having our own uh, custom or vanity URL in YouTube. Um, and we will just keep on finding cool stuff to watch, not only for ourselves, but for you guys too. And remember, all of these is, you know, watch it in context. Maybe maybe Hawkeye is not for you. Maybe we Live Time is not for you. But hopefully we can turn you on to one or two shows, either in this particular reviews episode, but also in our reacts episode so that you have something to be hyped about. So we want to provide everything, everybody with an efficient way to spend their time with their friends and their family or they're by themselves. And with that, Thank you very much for watching and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Bye.